This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hi, I'm your inner dream monologue, and you're fast asleep, so I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Oh, this episode is going to be very exciting. I'm probably going to get a little bit passionate about it because I am very passionate about showers. Um, I'll probably do a whole other episode on wedding showers or bridal showers um, because that's also important. And I think... A lot of people have thoughts about these things and strong feelings, but nobody says anything. So they just continue to happen. And traditions that make no sense today just continue to be done. And it's annoying. So often for solo episodes, I put out an Instagram story to get your feedback. And that is what I did for this one. I just said, what are your least favorite things and your most favorite things about baby showers? And the responses, I couldn't even get through the responses. There must be thousands and thousands of responses. I feel like I just said the word responses too many times, but anyways, it was a lot. So a lot of people were saying the same thing. So I jotted down notes as I was going through them and I made a little outline for this episode, um, which is all about baby showers. And at the end, I'm going to give my thoughts on, you know, how we can do them differently so that it's more enjoyable for both the freaking mom to be and the guests. I'm also going to share what you guys said you dislike the most and what you like the most. And to be honest, a lot of the answers were the same thing. So if we can just address these things and, you know, make it a well-known thing that people don't like these certain things and that the mom-to-be doesn't like certain things, then I think we can make baby showers a little more enjoyable for everyone. And that is my goal with this episode. I will just tell it like it is. I'm going to share what everybody shared with me so that moving forward, our lives can all just be a little more fun and a little less awkward and we're enjoying things that should be enjoyed, like a baby shower. Be excited about it. Enjoy it. Have a good time. Okay, so let's get into it. Initially, I wanted to talk about the history of baby showers, and it appears that there's all kinds of different um, ways that people celebrate bringing a baby into the world. So some cultures do something before the baby is born. Some cultures do it after the baby is born, which to be honest, if you know me, you know that I absolutely did not want visitors after having Milo. So to think about having an actual function or an event like a baby shower after he was born literally gives me anxiety. And then I think about all the messages I've received from other women who didn't want visitors either, but 
felt like they couldn't say anything. So they had visitors over and I felt so bad for them. And now to know that there's probably moms who don't want visitors and are, you know, anxious or having postpartum depression, whatever it is, and they have to have a baby shower because it's just traditionally what their culture does. That is heartbreaking. So I feel for you guys. And hey, there's some people that want visitors after having a baby. And if that's you, that's great. But I'm just saying it's pretty common that people don't want visitors and want to just be left alone, figure out breastfeeding, you know, nap whenever they can nap, do whatever they want, sit on the couch topless watching Netflix while their baby's sleeping. So that's all. But if you want visitors, that's great. So, of course, way back in the day, baby showers were a way to celebrate new life and also to celebrate the mom-to-be or the pregnancy or the actual giving birth of the child. I'm not going to go into specifics because, honestly, I was looking into it and it's quite boring, but eventually it turned into a shower and... The, the reason things are called showers is because we're supposed to be showering the mom or the baby with gifts and love and well wishes. So I think it was like the 1940s or the 50s, people started to throw baby showers as a way to kind of ease the financial burden of having a baby and helping the new parents-to-be get set up with, you know, all the stuff that they're going to need with like a good supply of diapers, clothing, personal care products, all that stuff. And to be honest, that makes sense. Just like I think wedding showers, the fact that it was a bridal shower and it was only women traditionally or even still today is really stupid and I hate that. But The fact that, you know, back in the day, people used to get married as they were just leaving their parents' house. So a wedding shower and wedding gifts were kind of a way to help them get set up in their new home as a married couple made sense, you know, just like giving people that are going to have a baby gifts and getting them set up for what they're going to need also makes sense. And I'll just say quickly that nowadays people are getting married in their 30s after, you know, they've already been in university living on their own for 10 years. It's not the same. So can we just cancel bridal showers and wedding showers? It makes no sense. If you want to get married, that's great. Like congratulations, but don't expect people to look at a registry and buy you things because you're getting married. Like what? You're 30-something years old. You've been living on your own for 10-plus years. Why are we buying you gifts? Because you're getting married. I I I just don't get it. So that being said, I do enjoy the idea of a baby shower and that it's a way for parents to be to kind of gather some supplies and some things that they're gonna need once they have the baby. And for the most part, I, you know myself included, I think people genuinely want to buy something for your baby or something for um, couples that are about to become parents, especially if they themselves are parents. You know, I think it's fun for people to go and buy baby products. It is for me anyways. So I think, you know, the fact that people make a registry of things that they are going to need makes sense for a baby shower. 
Because the first thing people ask is, you know, oh my God, like, well, what do you need? What can I get you? And you don't want multiple people buying you the exact same thing. And then, you know, you have all this stuff that has to be returned and blah, blah, blah. Like who has the time to return all this stuff and and do that? So I am on board with a registry for baby showers, not wedding showers or bridal showers, because those showers shouldn't even exist in my opinion. But anyways, moving on. Okay, so I looked into traditions of baby showers, even though I kind of already knew what they were. Um, And one of the biggest ones that really bothers me that is still done today is that it's only women that are invited. Like as if the dad doesn't exist and it's not his child too. Like as if it's only products that the mom's going to be using because the mom is the primary caregiver. So we're only inviting women. Like I just don't understand. So I looked up that tradition and why it actually exists. And it's because back in the day, they didn't invite men because... It was, you know, the woman's pregnant and people are going to be talking about labor and delivery and they didn't, they thought it was inappropriate for men to be at the baby shower in case those topics of conversation came up. Can you believe it? We don't live in these times anymore. And you would probably ask people who have had baby showers that were only women and be like, why did you do that? And they don't even know why. It's just that's what people do over and over and over again. And I have a feeling that most people would want to invite people's, you know, male spouses, their friends, husbands, whatever it is, or even if they have male friends of their own, cousins, family members, and, you know, the father of the baby that's being showered with gifts. People would prefer that, but they don't do it probably because... A lot of the older women in their families expect it to only be a women's shower. And people don't want to ruffle any feathers or stand up for what they want to do. So they just go along with it. But in the back of their minds the whole time, they're probably like, why are we even doing this? Like, why is it only women? It's it's so silly. And so many traditions surrounding weddings are the exact same way. People just do it. They feel like they have to do it even though it's not something that they would choose and they don't even know why they're doing it that way. So moving forward, can baby showers just not be women only? Because it doesn't make sense. We It is 2021. And I will take it even a step further and say that the father of the baby that is being showered should also be allowed to invite friends and family members because it's his baby too, okay? This is not rocket science. I know a lot of dads nowadays are doing the diaper parties or something like that where, you know, they have a night out or a night in like playing whatever, poker or whatever it is, and all their guy friends bring diapers of different sizes. Super cute idea. I like that idea, but at the same time, they should also be at the baby shower. Okay, something else that is typically a tradition kind of thing is who hosts the baby shower. And there were differing opinions on this when I was looking at it online. So some people were saying that someone really close to the mom-to-be, so like a sister or a mother, mother mother-in-law, should be throwing the baby shower. But then I also saw some articles say that someone that is more distant from the mom-to-be should be throwing the baby shower so that it doesn't look like they're just trying to get gifts. Like, what? 
So I don't know what people typically do. I have a feeling just from what I have heard that usually it's someone close to the mom-to-be that throws it. I know in our situation, I'm the one that put it on. Like people wanted to throw one for me, my sister, my mom, of course, and they helped me do it. But I wanted control of the baby shower because I have such strong feelings about them. So I wanted to be in charge of who was invited, what we were going to be doing, the games, which I will get into because games are a hot topic, let me tell you. Um, so yeah, I, it was kind of like a joint effort. I wanted to be in charge of things. <laughs> I have a problem with delegating tasks, obviously. Um, and yeah, our baby shower was great. So I wouldn't feel comfortable giving someone else the control to throw me a baby shower because I know how I feel about baby showers and I didn't want that for myself. So that's just the decision that I made and I'm so happy that I did. But if you want to host your own baby shower do it. Who? There's no rules that say you can't. And if people close to you are offended by that and want to be the ones planning it and organizing it, that's on them, okay? Like, that's their issue. You can let them know that they can help you, but that you want to be in charge of everything and decide what happens and when it is and what's going to be done at the baby shower, the food. I think there's nothing wrong with that. So traditionally speaking, baby showers are only thrown for the first baby, which makes sense because if you think about it, the point is to get, um, you know, gear and stuff that you're going to need for a baby. So if you already have that, then why would you have a whole other full-blown baby shower? I've heard of people doing sprinkles where it's like a smaller kind of baby shower, um, just with close friends and family and maybe you have a small registry that they can pick items from or maybe they just get things that they want to get for you or your baby. Um, I'm okay with that because I think, again, most people genuinely want to get the baby something, get the mom something. Um, so I'm okay with that. But I think it should just be like a casual get together and not a thing where it's like invitations go out and, you know, you send people the registry. I think just have a little registry ready in case people ask what you need or if there's anything you need specifically or even don't show them the registry, but just keep in mind who you told what to. Um, but yeah, it should just be like a little barbecue or something casual, no invitations, like formal invites um, so that people don't feel like they have to go or do nothing. If you don't want anything, then don't do anything. And then whoever wants to get you a gift or come visit, whatever, they will. And that's fine. I was also reading online about this idea to have for your second baby more of like a postpartum party, not after you have the second or third baby, but still at the same timing that you would have a baby shower, but the point of the party is to just help you prep for postpartum. So like make padsicles, cook things and put them in the freezer, gift the mom something like a cleaning service for an afternoon or whatever it might be. So things to help prepare for postpartum. So I liked that idea a lot. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. 
If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm gonna have to blow my nose multiple times in a day and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We wanna get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there, and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume 
consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, now I'm going to get into the least favorite things about a baby shower that you guys told me on Instagram. And I'm going to give my thoughts or advice on how these things can be made better or if I think they should just be totally scrapped as I go along. First thing was the awkwardness of the random mix of people and like the standing around and making small talk. I feel like this happens when the baby shower is something that is... It, like they try and make it like a controlled function. So everyone's sitting in a circle and you're, you know, the food is on the table and you're supposed to go and pick up your food and then sit back down in your chair. It's not just like a casual party. Like for example, picture if you go to someone's house for a barbecue and people are just kind of, you know, doing their own thing and having different conversations here and there. That's what a baby shower should be like. It should not be everybody sit in these assigned seats and, you know, there's a host of the baby shower that's going to make an announcement and then we're going to play this game and then we're going to do this and then we're going to watch gifts. It's like, no, just make it be a social event that that's enjoyable for people, that's casual so that they can have conversations with people and not feel like they're being controlled to sit and do things that nobody wants to do. So right there, that would avoid the awkward, random, small chat with people you don't really know because you ended up sitting next to them and you feel like you can't move and mingle. That takes care of that. Alternatively, I think if you have a family that is very traditional and they want this traditional women's only kind of baby shower, then have two different baby showers. Have one with just close family members, like the older women in your family that want to have, you know, the little sandwiches and tea and no alcohol. And so do that, make them happy and then have another one with friends and, you know, people's spouses and the, your husband or your partner and have a fun one. Okay. Second thing that people absolutely hate are the games. And let me tell you, We played some games at my baby shower and it was hilarious. But what I will say is they were not, like I was saying before, it's not like someone stood up and was like, okay, we're gonna play this game. Everybody come into the living room and sit down and pay attention. No, it was kind of like, okay, we're doing these games right now. If you wanna come join in, like go ahead. If not, no worry. We had people in the pool. We had people out on the deck, like eating and having drinks. And then there was people in groups that were playing these little games. And also a lot of the games were not, okay, everybody stop and pay attention because we're doing this right now. It was, you can play as you 
as you wished. Like, it's not like it was happening at a specific time and everyone had to pay attention and then we're going to tally up the scores. And no, it was just like, you know, over here on this table, we have this game going. If you have a moment you want to come do it, then you can do it. And we'll do at the end of the party, we'll announce winners. And if you're not here, like, oh, well, like, it's not a big deal. Okay. This is not the price is right. I will get into what our games were, and I think I'll share some photos on Instagram because the games were so funny. I think I have really funny videos of people playing as well. Um, But everybody, just going to put this out there, everybody hates the poop or the chocolate bars in the diaper game, okay? Everybody. So let's stop that game. Don't do that game. I don't care how many Pinterest photos show that game. Stop. Just stop it right now. Nobody likes it. Nobody wants to play it. Also, the game where you have a paper or a clothespin on your shirt. And if you say a certain word, someone can take your stupid clothespin. Someone's message to me was so funny. It was like, I hate the clothespin game. And if you say baby, you someone takes your clothespin. I don't care. Take my freaking clothespin. I don't want to play anyways. <laughs> So stop playing that one as well, okay? Just stop. Stop it right now. Games that we had at my baby shower that were actually so funny. And again, it was not this big to-do, let's make an announcement and everybody has to come play the game. It was just they were in different locations around our house and people could go and do them. So we had this one thing that was called labor or porn and my sister printed them off for me. I think we found the the thing either on Etsy or on Pinterest. And anyways, it showed a woman's face and you had to guess if it was a woman that was in labor or a woman that was in a porno film. And then we had the answers obviously posted somewhere else. So that was really funny. And then we also had um, a beer chugging contest out of a bottle. So out on the deck, anyone that wanted to participate, we had baby bottles from the dollar store and we filled them with beer and then they had to race to see who could finish it the quickest. That was hilarious. And my favorite game ever. I've never laughed so hard in my life. I thought I was going to go into labor. There was a few of us in the kitchen and what I think my mom set it up, we had different jars of baby food, you know, the old school baby food like jars and she covered the labels and but she knew which one was which. So we numbered each jar and then people had to be blindfolded and taste each flavor and guess what it was. Oh my God, like some of the flavors are so disgusting, but my cousin freaking nailed it. Like he was so good. It was shocking. I think I have a really funny video of us playing that game. And I think it was my sister that was blindfolded and my mom was trying to feed her one of the flavors. And as soon as my mom opened the jar, my sister was like, did you fart? Oh my God, it was like so funny. So there was that game, which I loved that game so much. And then we also had this little station set up with Play-Doh where people could sculpt um, like a fetus or a newborn baby or something like that. And then whoever did it had the best sculpture would win. So that was kind of fun. I'll show my sister's um, sculpture on in- sculpture on Instagram because it was friggin' hilarious. So those are some ideas of games that were really fun, especially, you know, if there's guys and girls and people are having drinks, like it's actually really fun. 
So I know a lot of people complained about games and said that games are the worst part, but games are the worst part when it's in that really stuffy environment that's awkward and then people like shut down the socializing to try and play these stupid games. That's when games suck. When games are just done like randomly and people can join in if they want and people are having drinks and it's like super fun, it's actually hilarious if you have the right games. Another big complaint was not serving alcohol at the party, which I totally agree. Like if you want this to be an event that people want to go to and have fun and spend, you know, a Sunday afternoon or a Saturday afternoon at your friggin' baby shower, you better serve some drinks. Which takes me to another issue of baby showers is that people have them on like Sunday at noon, Saturday at you know, 11 a.m. And it's like, no, nobody wants to go to your baby shower at that time. Have it in the evening, serve drinks, let their partners come so that it's enjoyable. It's like a thing to do. It's a little party. Why? Why? Why is it Sunday at 11 a.m.? Why is it Saturday at 11 a.m.? You're taking up an entire day of someone's weekend. It's just, it's just not... I have no words, okay? Someone said that they had theirs on a Friday evening and I was like, that's awesome, that's perfect. Make it a weekday evening, you know, for a few hours. It doesn't have to be a weekend at 11 a.m., okay? One of the other top things that people said over and over and over that they don't like is watching people open gifts. A lot of people made the point that we saw your registry, okay? We know what you got. It's awkward. It's not enjoyable. People feel like they can't have conversations because you're supposed to be watching this person open gifts and, you know, saying, ooh, cute. Ah. And I get it. Also, a lot of people wrote to me that they hated being the one to open gifts at the baby shower. So let's just nip this in the butt right now, okay? What I would say is If people want to stay and watch you open gifts, for example, I like seeing people open gifts. I like to see the little baby things. That's just me. Then invite, you know, a few close people to stay after the baby shower if they want to watch you open gifts and have it just be like a casual thing. Or if you're uncomfortable opening gifts in front of people, then just don't open gifts. Say we will not be opening gifts at the baby shower. If that upsets somebody else and I'm thinking of, you know, an older woman in your family or too bad, too bad. Please let me remind you that this is your baby shower. You should be doing it how you want to do it. And I feel the exact same way with weddings. It's your wedding. Do what you want to do. Don't try and please other people because they think that that is how a baby shower has to be. No, there are no rules. Do your baby shower how you want to do it so that you don't have regrets and that you're actually enjoying the event. And if there's a member of your family or a close friend that wants to be there when you open the gift from them, then make it a point to visit them some other time and open their gift with them privately. All right, some of the things that people enjoy about baby showers are obviously the food and the drinks. So make sure you have yummy food, make sure you have drinks. People like when men are invited and the dad, if it's a dad, is included. 
Uh, and they also like the social aspect of it. So don't make it awkward. Have everyone sit in a circle and have to listen to you and watch you open gifts and play games when someone says it's time to play a game and hand out all these little papers to play bingo and no. Okay. Make it a social event because that's what people want to go for. Somebody also suggested having, you know, a few hours where it's kind of like an open house thing so people can drop in, give their gifts, say hello. And that's also a different way to do it, but something that might work for you. It's more casual uh, It's and it's not like a structured event like everybody tries to make it. So those are my major thoughts about baby showers. Um, Our baby shower, we were in Sudbury when I was pregnant with Milo. So we didn't have a ton of friends around, but we did invite the few friends that were nearby. And I invited some close family members and it was just a barbecue with, we had a pool at that house. So people brought their swimsuits and it was just like a casual barbecue party, drinks, swimming kind of thing. And I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't change anything about it. My uncles were there, my cousins, my dad, you know, my husband was there. Um, So yeah, it was a really enjoyable, casual, fun day. And I planned everything because I'm type A. So that is it for the honest truth about baby showers. I hope you enjoyed. Please send this to all your friends. These things need to be talked about more. Clearly, we're all thinking it because every, like thousands of people responded to my Instagram story saying the same shit, but everyone plays the chocolate bar and the diaper game. And it's like, why? Anywho, I'm sure I offended some people because I'm sure people listening to this and being like, oh my God, that's exactly what my baby shower was. And... I'm sorry, but somebody had to say these things. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't already, please follow on Apple Podcasts, uh, subscribe anywhere else that you're listening, and you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at the.mom.room. And the Instagram account for the podcast is at the mom room podcast. We have amazing merch coming soon. I ordered a few pieces for myself. I'm just waiting to get them before I launch the shop. Um, I'm very excited. So stay tuned for that. On Tuesday, we have an episode coming up with Tia Slytum. She is a parenting coach and we talk all about positive parenting strategies. It is such a great episode. I hope you all have a fabulous weekend. And if you have a baby shower to attend, I hope it's filled with alcohol. I hope it's in the evening. I hope it's not awkward. And I hope your spouse is invited too. That's it for me. And I hope your children and Milo sleep tonight because he didn't really sleep that well last night. All right. Bye-bye. Are you looking for a podcast that'll make you laugh? You came to the wrong place. That's not us. That's not us. Well, it is. We are a husband and wife who chat about raw, real relationship topics. Yeah, like sex. Like money. Like marriage and kids. But we're not afraid to talk about how your newborn baby probably isn't as cute as you think it is. If you're in need of entertainment while you're driving to work, because that sucks, we can join you in the suckage, kind of like being in your ear. Not physically. So if you want to laugh, come check us out. Come check us out. Brought to you by the Laughing Couple Podcast. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.